Hi there and welcome to Raising Resilient Teens, the podcast version. My name is Sasha Lester and I'm so grateful you're here with me today, where we talk about all things teenagers, raising teenagers and the joys that go with it. With that, let's kick it off. Hi there and welcome back to another podcast of Raising Resilient Teens. My name is Sasha Lester and I'm your host for this evening. So today we're going to be talking about how the universe delivers in her time frame, not yours. And I love working with the laws of the universe. They are just so powerful. And when you get on the right vibration of everything, it all just falls into place. It's a big part of what I teach with my clients in the Thinking Into Results program. And a lot of it stems, well, actually the whole program stems from each of the 12 lessons. They all build on each other. And the first lesson is all around goals. So within that, we break down what an A-type goal is, what a B-type goal is, and what a C-type goal is. So so an A-type goal is something that you know how to do. And as a really basic example, cleaning your teeth of a morning. You know how to do it. It takes absolutely no energy, no effort, and no thought. B-type goals are something that you kind of know that you could do, but they don't give you any 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 charge, any get up and go. They, they don't make you wake up at 2 o'clock in the morning. They don't make you jump out of bed. It's the type of – Bob Proctor uses an example of how one of his good friends said to him, I want to buy a new car. And he said, oh, that's great. So he wanted to buy a new Ford. I want to buy a new Ford. Oh, that's great. So what car do you have now? He's like, oh, I've got a Ford. How long have you had it for? Three years. And how old was it when you bought it? I was three years old. So that's an example of a B-type goal because he's already bought a new car. And then C-type goals are the ones that... They're your biggest dreams. They're your burning desires. And C-type goals have to really be thought about. And you might think you've locked in on a C-type goal, but the more you think about it, you probably really haven't. These goals, um, they do make you wake up at 2 o'clock in the morning. They do make you jump out of bed. They do make you want to take steps towards that goal every single day. A goal in general is there for you to grow. It's for growth. It's not for you to like achieve something or tick it off and say, yep, done that. And when you reach your when you reach your C type goal, your ultimate goal, your dream, your burning desire, and you're standing at that pinnacle point, it's very easy to look back and go, oh, Well, that was actually really quite easy. So setting your next C-type goal becomes even bigger, more more audacious, more scary. And and getting that next C-type goal is super easy. Stick with me. We are going to talk about how the universe delivers. We are going to link it back to teenagers. Um, so we're going to talk today about how how Addie quite literally manifests anything she wants. She is by far 
and my biggest teacher in this whole manifesting game. She's actually manifested her sailing career to date. It's it's just it's just a beautiful story. When we had our own boat, it was a racing yacht. She never really she never really liked it. She never really took to it. And then we took her up to Ellie Beach for a holiday and this is where it all began. She got into the social side of things. We met some friends. We we would go down there of an afternoon. We'd chat with them. Um, and it was very much a social side of things for her. And as well as being a super competitive sport that, you know, you can do singly or with a group of people, it was it's great it's great for making friends and relationships and and forming bonds in general pretty soon after we did early beach race week which is around august she completed her tackers program one two and three down at rq pretty much back to back she did those back to back and then straight away it was into green fleet and that's that's the next progression that she takes with her optimist so once the kids reach Rainfleet, this is kind of where it all starts to get serious the price of training gear and equipment it all had to be thought about so when she started Greenfleet, we had the option from the yacht squadron to to hire an optimist for a term they could only allow it or they could only guarantee it let's say for a term and then by that stage, the kids have either figured out whether they totally love the sport and they'll continue on, hence they'll buy their own boat, or they'll go, no, it's not for me, and they'll go on to do tennis, cricket, netball, rugby. So we had the option of hiring. It was always there. At the same time, Gary and I were looking at buying a boat for her, and we were doing this secretly without her knowing we wanted it to be a surprise for her but at the same time we wanted her opinion on boats that we were looking at because it was going to be her boat and keep in mind like we're we're talking about a boat that is approximately fifteen hundred to two thousand dollars so one design they call them the tupperware boat so when i say boat it's not like a grand yacht or anything Addie actually had different ideas to us. Right from the get-go, she said to us, no, 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 we need to be looking at purchasing our own boat because I love this sport. This is what I want to do. It's going to be a waste of money, you hiring a boat for a term and not actually buying one. At the time, she was travelling in between households, so we were still doing the 50% um, between her dad and I, and regularly she would call us, and the conversation would start off with, so is there going to be an opti in my front yard when I come back on Saturday? And there was one particular time that she said this to us, and it was about 10 minutes after Gary had actually signed, sealed and delivered a decision on a boat and it was actually arriving on Thursday. So when we had this conversation with Addie, she was really adamant. She's like, there's going to be an opti in my front yard on Saturday. I just know it. I'm like, honey, I don't think so. Like we haven't even found one. They're all too expensive. They're all over in Perth. There's so many opties in Perth if you ever want to buy an opti. We just haven't found one that 
that we can that we can make work. And she's like, I've sent you so many opties. They're all amazing. They'll all be perfect. And that's okay because either way, I know there's going to be an opti in my front yard on Saturday. We did have an opti waiting for her, but 100% just could not get over the level of confidence that she had. Quite literally everything that she has ever wanted in regards to sailing or everything that she has ever dreamed of or, or thought up, stuck to her vision board and planted on her phone, she's, actually, she's asked the universe and the universe has delivered every single time. Quite simply, she just tells people it's going to happen. It's like, there's going to be an opti in my front yard on Saturday. That's how that's how it works. In her world, that's how it works. Addie had and still has this thing that every regatta that she attends, she's going to get a medal. And it was really quite attainable at the start of her sailing career. There, there wasn't much competition. She was really quite good at her sport or... They were at a level where everyone who was participating was getting one of those participation medals. To date, she actually hasn't disappointed. To date, she's come home from every single regatta with a medal. Blows my mind. The second time my daughter asked the universe to deliver, it was kind of a red herring slap in the face. So Addie had been sailing Opti's for about 18 months and during this time pretty much right from the get-go she would she would come home from sailing with Saturday and she'd be like I really I really wanted to go in a 29er mum I just want to do trapezing I want to go fast I want to do a two-handed boat I want to be out on the side I want you know, I just want to go fast. I want to be on a trapeze and I want to go fast. I said to her, if that's what you really want, Addie, and I feel it is, then you have to do all the things that I've taught you to date about how working with the laws of the universe work. You have to put it out to the universe. You have to commit to doing something every single day, working towards that goal and tell people, tell people that this is what's going to happen. So she did. She would have a screenshot of 29ers on her phone. She would watch YouTube videos of how to sail a 29er, what to do on a 29er, what goes wrong with a 29er. She would go down and talk of a Saturday morning and see if there was any spots open on any of the 29ers going out. She would talk to the coaches and the instructors and the assistant instructors and she would let them know that, you know, this is what she really wanted and what what was her goal. So they all knew that Addie wanted to get onto a trapezing boat. She wanted to go fast um, and she wanted to progress out of the opti. She would also, at the same time, be constantly telling us that, you know, this, this is the next step. And there was other options that were provided to Addie during this time. And she's like, no, mum, I don't want to do that because I want to do the 29er, I want to do the trapezing boat. All of what she was doing, all of the the pictures on the phone, the YouTubes, telling the coaches, telling us, telling herself, going and talking to the 29ers, going and talking to the crew and the skippers of these trapeze boats, it's what we call living from the place where we want to be. And she did it really well. 
I can't say 100%, but I'm pretty sure when she was sailing that Opti, she was secretly sailing that 29er and she was out on that trapeze and she was hiking it like no tomorrow. So everyone around us knew of her plan. Um, then pretty much out of the blue, she was asked if she would like just to go out one day onto Anacra. Totally different boat to a 29er, but very similar. It's still a trapeze boat. It's a two-person boat. And she was like, yeah, sure, no worries. That's fine. Yep, I'll give it a go. Fantastic. So she went out on the Anacra. She had an amazing day. She came back and she's like, I love it. It's fantastic. And I wonder if he wants crew for the regatta that's coming up soon. All of the stuff that she was doing, she was putting out to the universe that this is what I want. She was always telling everyone around her and the universe that this is what I want. And sure as the sun rises in the east and sets in the west, she got a call back from the Nacra Skipper to initially ask her if she actually wanted to crew full time with, with him. And secondly, was she free to do the, um, the regatta? And when she was asked to be skipper full-time, I, as the parent, knowing that this is what she put out to the universe, knowing that this is what she wanted for so long, thought immediately that her answer would be a no-brainer. It would be a straight-up, yes, can't wait, oh, my God. But instead, when we spoke, it was... I know what you want to talk to me about, Mum, but I just need time. I'm like, hmm, but why do you need time? Like, what are we what are we talking about here? What are we thinking? What are we mulling over in our head? It was the fact that she'd asked the universe for something so big and her time frame was much shorter than what the universe delivered in. She thought she had maybe about another 12 months before she would actually make that transition up to a much larger boat, a much faster boat. When the opportunity arose, it was like, holy shit, I don't know if I'm ready for this. Like, I don't know if I'm if I'm ready to take that plunge. And as hard as it was, saying no to the universe can be really quite challenging as well. She didn't say no. She's still in the NACRA. She's still very happy. But at the same time, she remains committed on her 29er journey and it's it's just a stepping stone and and it's been really really great to see and it provides some great stories at networking events as well like I go and I have clients talk to me and say you know does the stuff that I will learn within the thinking into results program will it rub off onto my children and this is when i give examples such as this you can't tell this to people you can't go if you do this 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 and this and you ask the universe for this 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 and this and just sit back and wait then it will arrive because it's not how it works and it's something that you know it has to come from deep within it has to come from your burning desire of what you really want and then you throw it out to the universe and you constantly work on that you constantly work towards it every single day and and it's magical like and when the universe delivers it really delivers so my closing point is this if you have settled on a clearly defined goal and you begin to nourish it with constant
constant space repetition, then the laws of the universe automatically move into action of delivering. You have to stand strong with your faith and you can't allow fear to creep in and kind of knock you down off achieving your dreams. Children are the greatest teachers and the greatest people at manifesting their goals and their dreams. And occasionally, just occasionally, we really should listen and learn more from them. And that's my podcast for today. And just like that, it's a wrap. I hope you've enjoyed the last 20 or so minutes and have walked away with some golden nuggets of information. If you'd like to join our Raising Resilient Teens Facebook group, the link will be in the comments. And until next time, ciao!